It's time for The Bright Side, a coaching radio show sponsored by P-Link Coaching Center for Excellence. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage, inspire, and educate clients to live and lead as their most authentic, creative, and empowered selves. To bring P-Link coaches into your organization, visit their website at plinkcoachingcenter.com and click the Work With Us button on the homepage. And now, here is the host of The Bright Side, Alexis Robin, executive coach and co-founder of P-Link to bring you 10 minutes of insight, theory, and actionable tips to support you on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Good morning, this is Alexis Robin with The Bright Side. Today we're talking about desperately seeking passion. And this is something that plagues a lot of folks. Um, it's that question, what it... What is my calling? What am I the most passionate about in my life? You know, what do I, I wish I could figure out what it is that I want to do with my life. I just don't know what it is. For some of us, it's really easy. For some of us, we're just kind of born knowing what it is that we want to do. But for others, it's not easy at all. And it feels like a super daunting task to figure this out. And uh, my husband and I were chatting this weekend. Uh, I picked up this great, sweet little book called The Crossroads of Should and Must, Find and Follow Your Passion by El Luna. I saw her speak a couple of years ago at Wisdom 2.0 in San Francisco. And she is a, a, an artist and a startup tech gal and a, um, and a blogger. And she wrote this blog called The Crossroads of Should and Must, and it, of course, went viral, and she's since then written a book about it and talks through the process. Um, but one of the pieces in there is really understanding what it is that you must do with your life, something that calls to your heart. And she shares a story about Van Gogh where he says, um, you know, I may be forgotten and unseen, and people think that I'm awkward and a cretin of society, but let this unseen, you know, rejected man show what's in his heart. And that's what drove him to keep painting the way he did, even though he was not a success in his life. And so when you think about trying to figure out what is your passion and where to start, there's a few things that El Luna suggests in her book. And so first of all, I would suggest picking it up because it's a great book and that way um, you can uh, you can check it out for yourself. But um, if you are tired of watching friends and family and spouses talk about or live this passionate life and career they love and you're feeling like you're slogging away, here is a way to get started. So you want to look within and we are often so busy these days, we kind of numb ourselves with busyness. We race around and gather up, you know, all the tasks that we have to do and we get killed by email and volunteer hours and workload and all of this stuff. And so it's easy to forget to look within or to relegate that to another day. Oh, I don't have time to look within today. Who's got time to reflect? I'm too busy doing actual work. And so you want to slow down enough that you can look within. But what are you looking for? What are you listening for? So the first thing to think about is to ask yourself if you had one day to pursue an idea or some activity or project, what would be three things that you might want to do with a day? You know, so you said, somebody says, here's a day. You have all this white space. You can pursue whatever you want today. 
and it can just be for fun. You don't have to be productive or anything. Like, what would you pursue? And see what comes to mind. Um, think about things that you do just for fun. What do you, you know, what do you do that's just for fun? Are you, is it sports that you play? Is it a creative craft that you do? Do you get a kick out of organizing stuff? Do you get a kick out of making things, cooking, entertaining, building, tinkering with a motorcycle? Like, what is it that really you do just for fun? Like, you don't get paid for it. You don't, you know, there is no big social equity. It's just for you. So think about that. List those down. Then think about something that a friend does that you feel envious about. So what is it that your friend's doing that you are feeling a little bit envious about, that you're feeling like, I wish I could do that? And that can be a great um, tip-off. And what we're doing with this is in the pursuit of finding your passion and what it is that you would love to do, we're basically asking a lot of questions and thinking about things that we love and that are passionate and then align with our values, capitalize on our strengths. And then we're asking ourselves, where are the patterns? What is interesting here? And so, um, you know, as we're talking about this, I had a, a client that I was talking to this about and she said, well, I, you know, I like to do, I like to play tennis and I like to make things and, um, I really enjoy um, having dinner parties. And one of the things that came out as a theme for her was that she really enjoyed doing things with other people. So it wasn't um, part of her passion calling was this idea of doing something that allowed her to be around other people and to be in relationship and communication with other people. So that was an important thing to think about, like, oh, that's interesting. Do we know what it means yet? No, nope, not yet, but we're still exploring around it. So think about the things that you do when you procrastinate. What do you do when you're not avoiding getting something done? Um, where do you spend time procrastinating? And then think about an activity that gives you the chills. So something you're like, ooh, I would love to do that. Or like, oh, just the thought of it gives me the chills. Um, Think about sights, smells, sounds, or sensations that give you butterflies in your stomach. What are things that, you know, really light you up, that get you excited about what you're doing? And start with this as a list. Now, sometimes it's easier for people to actually create a vision board and go through uh, magazines and, and catalogs and surf the internet for images of things that fall into these categories. So it might be easier for your brain to look for pictures of what you love versus trying to articulate them in words. That's fine too. What you're looking for when you get that down is where are the themes, right? Where, what, what's going on with the themes? So um, when I look at some of my vision boards that are around my office and I say, where are the themes here? Well, there's a theme of being outside. There's a theme of inspiration. There's a theme of getting um, some kind of inspiration and creativity in um, in terms of what I'm doing. And so and being adventurous, like those themes all pop out to me when I look at the pictures. So put your pictures together and say, what are the things that pop out to you? Another example that she talks about is to write your obituary. And this is, um, this is an intense, uh, but pretty cool activity. And if you, um, 
So the first obituary, and she says, like, don't overthink it. Just kind of write down what you put down. But think about, like, if you continue to live your life exactly like you are now, and then you write your obituary, and it's, you know, it's it's still a good life. It's not a, um, you know, it's, it's not like you had a horrible life or something, but, like, you, you know, just the way it was. And then you allow yourself to dream about what your obituary would sound like if you did something that you really loved that maybe right now seems impossible. And like, I could never make money at that. I have a mortgage and kids and private school tuition and college to save for. And so maybe that doesn't feel like you can get there now, but just for fun, write the two obituaries and then compare them side by side and consider what's different and what might be possible if you were to heed the call to what you love the most, what you're passionate about. So um, another thing that you can do is to try new things. So learn a new skill. Maybe you're going to learn a different language on Duolingo. Maybe you're going to read about artificial intelligence, but you're not even a technologist. Maybe you're going to um, learn how to sew something or learn how to cook a new recipe, uh, learn how to take a new mountain bike trail. Whatever that is, try something new every month and learn about it and start to see like what are the things that you're drawn to because what you're drawn to is going to be something there's going to be a little nugget a little morsel in there that's in alignment with your passion something that you can say wow I'm noticing that all these things I'm learning are about food huh that's interesting or about adventure or about nature or about connecting with people um, or about technology so um, or building things. There's so many things, so many pearls that you can get from just exploring what it is that you enjoy doing. So, um, so spend some time, look within, and just start to pick up on the themes. And eventually, you will find yourself making connections. And if you're not somebody who's naturally good at making connections or, or coming up with ideas, reach out to a friend of yours who is has ideation in their top five Gallup, if you know that, or who's just a good idea person who seems to always have good ideas and very creative. Because then you could say, like, here's all the themes I'm seeing. Like, what does that mean to you? And they might give you a really cool idea. So um, desperately seeking passion, it's out there. You can find it. You've just got to dig around and look for it. Spend some time on it, and um, and you will start to see some patterns emerge. So pick up that great book by El Luna, uh, The Crossroads of Shoulds and Must, and um, we look forward to seeing you next week on The Bright Side. Have a great week, and good luck finding and following your passion.